Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Good morning, everyone. One of my favorite parts of this teaching is the concept of oneness that we're all connected, that we're not, none of us are separate, we're all connected and intertwined together. And so I came across a word that that I found very interesting called Ubuntu. And it's an African word that um, is sometimes they say difficult to translate into the Western language, but it, It means human kindness and kindness to each other, but it means much more than that. It it actually represents the interconnectivity of all of us. And the, the definition that I like is I am because you are, because of who you are. I am because of who you are. I am because of who all of you are. And all of you this morning are holding a space for us here. Because if, if Andy and I were speaking and singing and you weren't here, this would, we would be speaking to an empty room. So you're holding the space for us. We, we need you to, to do what we do. And um, our well-being is dependent on others. Ubuntu is opening our hearts and sharing our natural connection with all living beings, with all sentient beings. So Desmond, the, Desmond Tutu, the um, Nobel Peace Prize winner, he uh, talked about Ubuntu and that says that a person with Ubuntu is open and available to others, affirming to others, and does not feel threatened when someone else has success. You know, sometimes we might, if a friend has great success, we might think, oh, that, I, I wish I had that, or we feel threatened by that, when actually it just means that we can have that too, right? It's, there, there's an unlimited amount of good in here in the goodness time. Oh, I want to talk about the house band here. <laughs> Let's give them a hand. Andy and I go to a lot of churches, and some don't have any bands, some have bands, but you guys have got an outstanding band here. Good work over there. You attracted some great people here. So, and it really does raise the energy, doesn't it? It really, it really is wonderful. I, I, it's easier to speak after great music, right? <laughs> so, um, Desmond Tutu said, when we want to give high praise to someone, we say they have Ubuntu. When you're generous, when you're hospita- you're, you have hospitality, you're compassionate and caring, these are all characteristics. It is to say, my humanity is inextricably bound up in yours. We belong in a bundle of life. I love to hear the, the joyful running, too. That's great. <laughs> it is. Um, Nelson Mandela embodied Ubuntu. He was imprisoned, as you know, for 27 years. And one of the first things he said when he was released from prison, that he was grateful that he had that time 
to learn. I mean, after being imprisoned for that many years in sometimes very difficult, brutal ways. I mean, in, in Robbins Island, they, they sat outside in the hot sun and with hammers and, and hammered rocks into gravel you know, every day. And then the next day, they're given another rock. But he said he was grateful for that time because he had the time to think and to embody the qualities that he want in himself that he wanted to see in South Africa. The qualities of peace and reconciliation. I mean, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? That he could do that in prison, that he could embody peace and reconciliation. Because it has to begin with us, doesn't it? We can't, we can't manifest anything out there that we don't first have in our own hearts. Um, so Barack Obama, President Obama, gave a speech at Mandela's funeral, and he said some things I'd like to share with you. There's a word in South Africa, Ubuntu, a word that captures Mandela's greatest gift, his recognition that we are all bound together in ways that are invisible to the eye, that there is a oneness to humanity, that we achieve ourselves by sharing ourselves with others and caring for those around us. We can never know how much of this sense was innate in him or how much was shaped in a dark and solitary cell. But we remember the gestures, large and small, introducing, he introduced, Mandela introduced his jailers as honored guests at his inauguration. And there, there's forgiveness that, that he, was, he was able to do that. So he changed not only himself, but he changed the jailers. It took a man like Mandela to free not just the prisoner, but the jailer as well, to show that you must trust others so that they may trust you. He changed laws, but he also changed hearts. He was a very remarkable man. You know, there's a story that I love about an African tribe and the way they treated those who had committed crimes. First of all, they believed, as we teach here, that, all, that we're all born good that we, there's no original sin, we're born perfect. And sometimes we forget who we are, don't we? We get lost and we forget who we are. And when someone forgets and, and does something hurtful or commits a crime, they take that person and put them in the center of the village. And all the villagers who's, who've known this person since they were a, a baby come and surround them. For two days, they tell them all good things about themselves all the things that they knew about them when they were a child, all the good they've seen them do. They remind that person for two days of their goodness. And then when they feel that the person has embodied it, it's never spoken of again. It's done. And I love that. I mean, what, what a great system here we put People separate them in prisons and treat them inhumanely, and then when they come out, they, we don't help them find jobs, or you know, it's just, it's, it's entirely different. But we know that we are all good, everyone. You know, every birth is a divine, is, a, is an immaculate conception. We're all perfect. And sometimes we forget who we are. 
And when we do that, we do things we may regret. Ernest Holmes says, if one sees unlovingness in others, it is because unlovingness is a strong element in himself. The light he throws on others is generated in his own soul. And he sees them as he chooses to see himself. So we see others the way we see ourselves. It has to start with us, doesn't it? I'm, I'm reminded when, um, when I was in my early 20s, I were, we lived in San Francisco, and um, I worked in the financial district, and I'd get on a bus every day, as many people do in San Francisco, to go to work. So every day I'd get on the bus, go to work, and I came from a, a sort of a small town in Michigan and moved to San Francisco, and I loved the diversity and the excitement and the craziness of, of the city. And so I'd get on the bus some mornings and just you know, relish the, the diversity and the, the crazy ways people would dress and the, the, all the different nationalities. And actually, when uh, a few years later, uh, our son uh, Aaron was in a very diverse preschool, a wonderful preschool. And when I was pregnant with our second son, uh, I asked him, do you want a boy or a girl? And he thought for a moment, and he said, I think I'll take a Chinese girl. <laughs> 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 That's what it does to you when you grow up in San Francisco, right? I was like, <laughs> that would have been a little hard, but <laughs> so. But I'd get on that bus and I'd love the diversity and I'd celebrate the people. And some mornings, I have to admit, I would get on the bus and I'd look around and I'd say, huh, "Look at that person. What are they thinking? And they put those clothes on today." <laughs> or. Uh, that woman over there is just talking so loudly. And uh, I, I would see negative, I, I would judge people all the way to work. And so I started to realize that some days I loved, some days there were great people on the bus, and some days there were terrible people on the bus. And, and they were the same people, right? Going to work at eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning. So what was the key element here? It was me. And I realized that when I'm feeling good about myself, I see beauty everywhere. And when I'm judgmental and down on myself and feeling badly about myself, that's what I see out there also. So it, it's so true that what we see in the world is a reflection of what's in our own hearts. When you do, some, when you do to someone else, what you do to someone else, you do to yourself. That's another key tenet of this teaching, is that what we give out comes back. And if we give out love, we get love in return. If we give hatred or criticism, it, it, that's what comes back to us. It's the simple golden rule that is in every spiritual tradition in some form or another. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's so simple. But what if we remembered this more? You know, in, in, in putting together this material, I, 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 I was thinking about that for myself, as I always do. You know, it's really interesting to, to be all lofty and do a nice sermon, and then you, you're rude to your neighbor or something, you know? I mean, it's like you have to, it, it wakes me up 
to the things that I do that I want to be better at. And so I was thinking about that. And uh, well, um, and Andy and I have been married for 36 years. So a long time. <laughs> and sometimes when I'm in a bad mood, I'll take my stuff out on him. And because uh, he's the closest guy and he's a pretty nice guy. He let, <laughs> lets me do it. But uh, <laughs> he left his CDs, all his CDs, um, in the garage in Roseburg where we live. And so this morning I said, did you bring your CDs? And he's like, no, I left them in Roseburg. And, and, and did I say, oh, that was an error. You're, you're, you're beautiful, you're wonderful. No. <laughs> you what? You left? I can't believe you did that. And then, and then as I'm saying it, I went, whoa, is that how I would like him to react if I forgot something? No. <laughs> I would haunt him to say, oh, that's too bad, honey. Next time you can bring him. <laughs> I never, I haven't shared that with him yet, so I have to apologize sir, for for the way I reacted. But let's be more aware of that. Let's be more aware of how we speak to others. And it's sometimes not the guy on the street; it's the people closest to us that we let our guard down with and speak with 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 hurtful words or anger. And, and be aware, again, that when you do that, it means you need to look inside. It's not anything to do with Andy and him. Well, maybe it was. But <laughs> it really isn't. It has nothing to do with that. It's about me. It's about being nervous about you know, getting on the road and getting here in time and all that energy and, and taking it out on him. So let, let's be more aware of that. It's so simple, yet it's so, sometimes so difficult. One of the first things I learned, that there's uh, Amanda Mittner is here who we know from the Fremont, California church that she, she's up visiting here and heard we were gonna be here. And she, the, the Fremont church is where we, um, Fremont, California is where we, we learned our, we, we first came into religious science. And the minister there, J. Scott Neal, used to say, um, don't, do and don't treat anyone in a way that you would not, not want to be treated. Don't, don't, whatever you put out comes back. So before you spew angry or hurtful words, stop and think, is this what I want to come back to me? It's like gossip. Gossip can, is really mean. And if you're gossiping about another person, is that, you know, you know darn well that they're gonna be talking about you the next time you're out of the room. Is that what you want to come back to me? So it, it's, really, it's really good to remember that. What, what if we remembered that all, all the time? It would create a world of peace. <clears throat> Uh, August Gold was talking about the Orlando um, shootings and she said the only commandment that has power to change the world for good to love your neighbor as yourself no matter what. Because that gunman had to be filled with hatred in order to spew that out into the world. And so we have to look at our own selves and where, where we're manifesting that, where we're sharing that. And there's a wonderful, if you, if, if you use YouTube, I saw it on Facebook, but it's probably on YouTube, it's Broadway for Orlando, and there's Broadway singers singing what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's amazing with, the, with all these famous 
Broadway singers singing it, and it's a call for love. A call, what can we do? We can love more, love ourselves more, and love others more. It's, it's a powerful time to do that. What we, we don't live in isolation. What we do affects the whole world. And our, we teach in oneness, but also that we are all unique emanations of the one spirit, of the divine. Each one of you is unique, and you have gifts to give to the world that no one else can give. We're so much greater than we think we are. And sometimes we, we try to hide our uniqueness, thinking it makes us different and stand out. But the thing that makes you different is the thing that makes you brilliant and the, and the gift that you bring to the world. So when we share our uniqueness, when we're courageous enough to do that, it changes the world. So what if we all lived the golden rule? What if we remembered that? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you no matter what. Just imagine what the world would be like. Imagine. Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try No hell below us Above us only sky Imagine all the people Living today Imagine there's no countries It isn't hard to do Nothing to kill or die for And no religion to Imagine all I'm a dreamer But I'm not the only one And I hope someday you'll join us And the world will live as one Will live as one Will live as one So let's live Ubuntu. Let's be outstanding. Let's, let's give the love we want to receive and give the love to ourselves that we want to receive. Let us pray. As I breathe into this beautiful morning, I remember my connection with all things. 
I remember that what I see without is within me. And I make a commitment to live more tenderly, to be gentle with my friends and family, to be gentle with myself, to give out only that which I would like to receive. A commitment to live bigger, to forgive more. Knowing that I am one, I am that I am. God is, I am. And as I give my love to the world and my light to the world, the world is transformed and I am transformed. I live this teaching, I live this truth. And I am so grateful for this gathering of like-minded people where I can learn and share and receive and give in a safe place. I am so grateful that I know these words of truth from spirit. I am so grateful to know that I am born as a perfect emanation of the one, especially when I forget who I am. I can remember the truth. I am grateful that I can come to this place and feel love and receive and give love. I am so grateful that this place, this space has been prepared for me. Grateful for all of the good and the joy and the peace in my life. And I, and I let this go now easily, gracefully, into the nothingness from what it came. I let go and know the truth, and it is good, and it is very good. And please join me in saying, and, and so it is. And thank you for having me here this morning. hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.